suck some titties. That's my new intro. Um, instead of creating a separate intro to just insert into the audio file, I'm like, hey, let me just say at the beginning of every pod. Um, but yeah, I love when the I love when the shorts are short, but uh, not as much as when the temper is shorter. Ah, Jesus, Clint. Welcome to episode 164 of the Off and Beat podcast. I'm your host, Clint Nelson, and my name is Clint Nelson. Always got to repeat, because apparently we got to repeat offenders out here. Um, <laughs> uh, just, you know, we just get a pizza. It's like, that's the problem. Um, but yeah, recording this August 15th, 2022, recording this at 2617. PM Eastern. I don't know why I felt the need to literally adjust with the time, like in real time. Like it fucking matters. Like I don't even know why I tell you the fucking time when I record it. It doesn't fucking matter. That's why we always wait till three or four days after I record it because I could be a lazy piece of shit sometimes. Not really lazy, but you know, boy gets backed up. Um, because you know, some keys getting backed up on me. Um, <laughs> just kidding yet um but yeah uh yeah you know look man we're all sucker for the short shorts right um but something about is uh, toxic hour um welcome to the you know who needs justin LeBoy when you got clint the boy um <laughs> i think a little toxicity is a little good to acknowledge it yourself like you know what like a shit, a little attitude problem all good will make shit last. I really do think there's something to that. Not like literally like having an attitude, but you know, once in a while, just like a little pushback. It's like, you try me, bitch. It's like, I am. It's like, ooh, 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 ooh. Ugh, you're making my heart race. And, uh, yeah, that's why, uh, that's why I have high blood pressure. Um, <laughs> it's kind of weird how... Look, I, I don't trust the medical... Uh, here, I'll say it. I, I have a hard time trusting a lot of this the medical business. Because let's just call it what it is. The whole... And I've gone into it. Where you're being referred to... You go, you go for a checkup appointment. They find something wrong with you. Like, you know, you should really get this checked out. It's like, all right. We'll check it out. And they're like, well, we can't do it today. It's like, I waited 45 minutes. I think you can do it today. I've literally been here for 10 minutes. The wait should not be longer than the actual visit. Not that I want to be at the doctor for two hours, but, you know, at least if I'm paying 25 bucks, you know, I didn't pay to just sit, right? Make use of my time. All right? My high value man. Um... <laughs> Um, I have medical insurance. I obviously mean some something of value. Um, through my dad's plan. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's, a. I, I have a hard time, you know, the getting whole, like you go to the doctor, then they refer you to another doctor. It's like, okay, maybe they're a specialist. Then you go there. They don't know any more than the doctor you were originally at. It's just a basic doctor's office. It's just basically that doctor's office. Didn't feel like doing it that day. Oh, they're going through such a stressful time. It's like, you know what? Your paychecks say, deal with it. All right? You get paid. 
don't 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 talk about how great it is of how great it is to get paid what you do, but then complain about what comes with the paycheck. I hate to break it to you. You get paid to deal with people. Alright? But neither here nor there. The get whole referred, transferred, all that shit around. The whole run around. Well, yeah, I, I have a hard time, you know, I, I have I have a few trust issues. Trust issues. Oh, um, <laughs> I forgot what the original point was. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think I just wanted to get that off my chest. And that's why I refuse to go get it checked out. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Low attitude problem with good. Makes shit last. Yeah. I don't know. As you can tell, this one's going to be another rough one. Um, I'll tell you what I will I will say. Is that I actually think I dislike old people. Like genuinely dislike old people. And the thing is, I don't even have to put an age on it. Because I think you know... When I'm going to describe an old person, what that, what they look like. Like, you can visualize. Like, when you think of a child predator, you have a visualization of what that looks like. It's basically like 80% of what Chris Hansen did catch a predator. Like, most of them kind of look the same. Just being honest about it. I hate the way old people... All old people, one, they all drive two ways. No in between. No old person drives normal. They either are insanely impatient fucks who never use any traffic signals, no turn signals. And look, I, I'm not the biggest, you know, I'm I'm not like trying to critique every person how they drive type of thing. I'm not really that type of person. But... Anytime you start seeing the veteran sticker, which I'll respect, but there's always a way of driving attached to it. Anytime you see the handicap sticker, you're getting behind one of two people. You're getting behind, as I described, the people that never use turn signals, people that bob and weave to every inconvenience, every opening they can to weave into another lane they can because they think they're actually going faster, but in reality, they're actually going nowhere. You're going literally nowhere faster. Sometimes you got to be able to assess the situation, the road, the highway, whatever the fuck you're on and realize you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere faster. Or you get the complete opposite type. Where they drive 15 under the limit. Maybe even take the left hand lane, the left lane. If that's even an option in this case. Let's hope that's an option. Because then at least you can go around. And you can go somewhere. But the worst part is on the type of days. It seems like when you get behind these people. You get behind a lot of them in the same trip. It seems to be around 1.32pm. They're all out here. Depending on where you live. But they're just all out here. They all drive around the same time of day. And when you get behind one, 
you get past them, cool, in the clear, and then like half a mile later, you get behind another, and then maybe as you finally turn and get on like, I don't know, a parkway, you know, a mini type of highway type of thing, then guess what, you get behind another one when you turn into a one lane road on a solid green that they have a yield to turn option and they have so many chances they could fucking go and they just don't. Now, look, I respect what most old people have done. They paved the way to, you know, crazy debt. Um, they paved the way to the housing crisis. They paved the way to creating illegitimate children. But, you know, I'm getting tired of getting behind you. I really am. And I think it's a, how is how someone drives, is it really a form of their personality? Or, I, I think it's one of two things. I think how you drive is either literally, like, you could tell by someone's personality, if you're around them long enough, probably how they drive, or at least get a good grasp. Or, sometimes, it's the complete opposite. Because when the two things happen, typically, typically someone gets a little courage behind the wheel. You know, especially after a few Smirnoff fights and Margarita um, at Taco Mac. Uh, oh, baby, it was $5 Fridays. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, yellow people that are the most least courageous of people tend to become the most courageous behind the wheel in a vehicle. Because there's a protection aspect. This is this is my way. Uh, this is my way. Uh, you can't satisfy your needs of communication and social dilemmas. Um, you get behind. You you get in a you get in a vehicle, and I get it. Like we all feel a little bit more. Like you know what? Fuck it. Like some days you just feel like I'm gonna step on the gas a little bit. You you have an utmost. Uh, not confident. You have a very gratuitous. You have a very um. You have a very. You have a high. You have a heavy conviction on what you're doing because it's mostly muscle memory at a certain point. I think about like it's. You would think people that have been driving for fifty plus years, right? Like, let's say you got your license when you were eighteen, nineteen, whatever, and you're like sixty years old. You've been you're technically an expert of driving, or at least you should be. If you do anything for 50 years consistently, you should be really good at it. So why are you not? Now, young people are typically terrible drivers, too. Old people are also really terrible. There's middle-aged people that suck at it. And you've been driving 20, 30 years, let's just say. It just seems like there's this con- constant thing that doesn't... Driving is the one thing that doesn't make sense. It's, it's the thing that doesn't make sense because we do it so much. Specifically in America, like, people drive for so many years. But yet, 
a good portion of people really bad at it. Like, insanely bad. The lack of judge, like, if you do something for that long, there should never be accidents between people who, you know, have that type of experience. Now, people make mistakes. I get it. But there's mistakes, and then there's, like, just inconsiderate judgment. And I think, honestly, people with handicap stickers shouldn't drive. There, I said it. I've never gotten behind a person with a handicap sticker, and I felt comfortable. Yeah, you ever get behind someone, and you just actually start feeling uncomfortable? Because of how they drive for whatever reason. They break a lot, let's just say. They don't use turn signals. They don't do this. They don't. And you just feel highly, you just start to feel intensely uncomfortable. Even when, especially if someone's behind you and they start tailgating or they're like kind of swerving, whatever, like you start getting really uncomfortable. And I'm starting to get uncomfortable with something that I feel. It should be the one thing that most people are adequate at. Not asking anyone to be experts, but just be adequate. There's too much unwarranted courage behind the wheel. And I get it. Like it's it's an easy place for people to feel comfortable. It's easy it's an easy place for people to feel in control of something. And I think that's really, honestly, if you want to really get into it, like if you want to get deep into it, I really think it's like the one time in most people's lives where they get behind the wheel, like the biggest douchebag of drivers, the biggest feeling like they got somewhere to be than no one else. It's some of the people that don't feel like they have control of their life, and it's like a one area where they feel like they can demean and kind of control other people. Not control other people, because you can't really control us. But it's... Everyone gets road rage. Everyone curses at someone. Like, if someone cuts you off in the grocery store with their grocery cart, you're not going to be like, you fucking her. But in your car, you just might. You dirty cunt. Um, <laughs> Like, th- there's a thing with the windows up. Hey, man. With the windows up, man, you... It's almost like you can't even be, like, charged for it. It's almost like it's a free pass. It's almost like you're in the Vatican. Like you live because like I said before, apparently if you live in the Vatican, law doesn't apply to you. Like pedophilia. Um, so I guess if you commit pedophilia in your car, it doesn't apply to you. Um <laughs> seems like stuff that happens in your car, it's like, hey, the windows were up, you know. Um <laughs> He said he would kill me. It's like, but yeah, but you know, road range. Um But yeah, I, 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 I think in your vehicle, obviously, I don't think this is a new take by any means. I just think people feel it's like the one place where they feel in control of potential danger that they could occur, incur on someone. Because there's kind of like the high of any moment, some really bad shit can happen if you're not paying attention. Or something randomly can happen to you. And there's a high stakes. There's that living life on the edge. Fullest type of mentality can be. 
I felt like for a lot of people, it's literally like the one place where you're out there with people and you feel like it's a place for some people where they feel like they can uh, be seen or be noticed or really feel like it's the one place where some dudes can feel alpha, Um, (laughs) which... That's kind of sad if that's, like, the one place you can actually feel like a guy in this world. Like, I think you got other things to work on. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. Old people. Old people just shouldn't. I honestly think, like, that grandfathered in where, like, we, we've all been behind that old person in the town and country. The Buick. Like, it's always the most Jesus Christ, and you can't. You, you're not gonna honk at an old person when you know it's an old person, because you know immediately when you're behind an old person. Oh, by the way, yesterday, including this random, random side tangent, this lady in the middle of the day drove a pretty standard car. I think it was like a Honda Civic, one of those. It was on a sidewalk with AAA there. I don't think like, oh, damn, this is a shame. She broke down, maybe dead battery, whatever. AAA's there putting gas in her tank. I'm like, huh. I've never understood. How do you run out of fucking gas? And not to bring the kid in here, but she had her kid with her. Like, her and her kid were on the sidewalk where the AAA dude was... Doing putting gas in her vehicle, and I'm like, you know, especially with modern cars, how many signals it tells you when gas is low, and you're not in the middle of nowhere. There's gas stations, literally, gas stations are designed to be within like every couple miles of anywhere, even the most desolate of areas, but you are near. Literally all these commercial gases, you were near a quick trip, a racetrack, a fucking shell, a Texaco, a Chevron, all within like a mile and a half radius. You passed by a couple on the way there, based off where it seemed you were coming from. I think she ran out of gas on purpose. And I was telling someone this yesterday, and they're like, actually, you know what it is? She probably just wanted free gas. I'm like, how do you get free gas? Like, well, when you have a AAA membership, like, what you pay for is what you pay for monthly and all that, and then you get gas, you know, if you have an issue, they come and basically do the shit for free, whatever your problem is. And my thing is, and they even said, like, you know, honestly, if you're really just trying to get free gas and not pay for shit out here, you know, every t- you could just purposely run out of gas all the time and have them come fill it up for you for free if you really want to play the system. And I'm like, huh. Seems like a heavy, inconvenient waste of time. But you know what? Can't make the shit up. My thing is like, it's one thing to run out of gas when it's just like you. But when you have a child with you, the dangers of running out of gas... Potentially, if you were in, like, the middle of nowhere or if you were in a bad area to have your cat, to have your kids stranded out for 45 minutes or an hour on the low end, 
waiting for AAA to come, just put gas in your vehicle when it was so preventable. And she didn't look poor by any means. Like she looked like she, you know, probably lives a modest, you know, single mother life. Um, but probably just lives like pretty normal, you know. My theory was, I think she just wanted a break. I think she just wanted to be able to relax, sit down and shit. But she probably had errands to technically do that day. She probably had to, you know, take the kid to this, that. And she knew she wasn't going to have any time to herself. You know what? I feel, I feel for the mothers out here. And I think she just wanted a break. She just wanted to do nothing. She didn't want to sit there, stand there. And just relax herself. And you know what? I feel for her. You know, it's tough. It's tough being a parent out here. I get it. But don't run out of gas. Just like do yoga in the morning. Take 10 minutes to do yoga. Stretch in the morning. I don't know. Maybe drop your kid off. Maybe, you know what? Set a play date. So then you could go get your nails done or something. Or... You know, go take a nap somewhere. Go to a massage place. I don't fucking know. You know? Don't run out of gas. To make use of your AAA coverage. With a kid in the car. I mean, you know. It's crazy dudes out here. I mean, I almost cat called her. Um, I was like, hmm. You know? Uh, Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> this episode is so fucking terrible. You tell him pulling the shit out of my ass. I guess I have rabbit ears. Today's uh, <laughs> drink. Large iced coffee. Mocha. Back on the kick. Uh, have you ever... Uh, you know, not to get too personal in my life, but I, I I will say like I think it's very it's very uh I not life changing, Jesus Christ. Get a get a grip on your dick. Um but I think it's always nice to meet someone and have someone that you just kind of understand and you feel like understand you in a weird way. I'm not saying this about me, my specific life. Um, it was just something I was kind of thinking about. And I think in some ways it was relatable to me in some ways. I think it's important to just have someone or maybe multiple people, you know, if you're a hypergamy, you know, whore. Um, <laughs> ah, Clint. Um, I think it's really important to just have people or someone in your life that you just kind of understand and someone that understands you. And honestly, genuinely, just genuinely likes being around you for you. I know this sounds corny. I know this sounds cheesy. But I think today is harder than ever just to sit down or go do something with someone and actually enjoy being with each other and not having to rely on whatever you're doing to overtake the enjoyment, right? 
Like, if you go bowling with someone, something simple. Let's say you go bowling. You could like bowling. There's nothing wrong with bowling. But have you ever bowled with someone that you don't really click with? Or you, you don't really enjoy? I don't even want to say like. It could be friend or whatever. Where you just, like, don't have a kinship with. You don't really have a chemistry with. The bowling can only take so far. You start bowling faster. You start stop caring if, you know, the bumpers are up or not. You stop caring how many gutter balls. You stop caring about your score. You don't even care if you get the spare. You start bowling through your legs to be interesting. You start doing all weird shit to seem cool. And when you start doing all that just to spice it up yourself, it ain't going well. All right? Um, Because, you know, that's... When it's going bad, you know, those are the only holes your fingers are going in that night. All right, Clint. Uh, sorry. Took it for a twist. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, about a curve. I, I have trouble with the curve, and so does she. Um, okay, Clint. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. You know what's really disgusting is those bowling balls, those, like, public, those public, they're basically public service bowling balls. When you really think about it, those oily, it tastes like, you know, it feels like sometimes they just like got some olive oil from the back and they just coated the ball with it. Think about how like, especially nowadays, people got so many weird kinks. I, you know, I, now that I think about it, I wonder if people have like bowling kinks in the bedroom. Like, you know, nowadays, like you can't just be satisfied with simplicity in the bedroom. Everything's got to be extreme. Like, and some people really like pain, I've been told, or assume. You, you know, there's some there's some girl or guy out there that's just like, yeah, I want you to throw that bowling ball on my fucking stomach and drop it. Drop it like a world's strongest man, like carrying the big, like, 800-pound fucking cylinder rock, carrying it farmer walking for 100 feet. Yeah, I want you to just drop... 18-pound bowling ball on my belly button. Because you know what? I want to feel the contraction. I want to feel alive. It's like, yeah, but do you want to rupture, do you want to rupture sternum in the process? Um, it's like, I'm pretty sure the doctor would be less judgmental if you just, like, stuck a bowling pin up your ass. It's like, ah, another guy that stuck something up his ass. Eh, all right. Just another Wednesday in the ER. Um, but it's like, wait, you had your partner drop an 18 pound bowling ball from 12 feet up on your belly button. Dude, get some help. (laughs) And then like all the kinks, like, you know, like, especially the custom made bowling balls, they probably have enlarged holes. It's like, oh no, I just have a big thumb. It's like, do you? Your uh, your sex doll wasn't enough for you. Um, <laughs> it's like ah, that's why this thing's really oily. Okay, okay. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I don't know how I went down that rabbit hole. Uh, I'll spare you the details because <laughs> this whole pot is just a gutter ball. Um, <laughs> ah, Jesus, uh, cosmic bowling, huh? Uh, that's why. That's why the overnight bowling they have it in the dark. Um, it's like. You know, who bowls for six hours? Like, you know, your fingers, you know, they have like the overnight bowling thing where it's like, you know, all nighter bowl. It's like your fingers hurt after like two and a half hours. After a while, you're just like, 
I, I'll tell you what it does. When you have the overnight bowling thing for six hours, it builds character. It really does. It builds so much. It's like, uh, it teaches you to push through things unnecessarily. I think, honestly, bowling prepared me for working at the gym. Prepares you to work past things when it doesn't make sense. It's like, I don't even know if I'm enjoying it anymore. Eh, I already paid to do this. Eh, I pay for a membership. Might as well, might as well fucking do it while I'm here. You know? It's like, yeah, I'm already here. It's like, yeah, I'm already here. What are you going to do? Eat fucking slack-ass pizza? You know, what are you going to do? Just drink fucking pitchers of Coke? It's like, you got to burn it off. Bowling, you probably burn a good amount of calories off, by the way. You probably burn a lot more when it drops in your stomach because you're probably not going to be hungry for a while. Um, <laughs> but no, no, but seriously. Um, shit, what was I talking about? Yeah, no, when when you're, yeah, you can't rely on the activity of being with someone to actually make the experience enjoyable. That's kind of like just my experience in general with things. And I think it's it's like they said, you you should want to be with a person that you can do nothing with and enjoy the presence than someone where you always got to feel like you got to do something crazy all the time or, or you got to you got to not even spend money, but where you got to do things to just, you know, go over the top to make someone convinced to be around you. And you'd be surprised how many people have to, even guys, like, you'd be surprised, like, how many girls would not hang out with them if they didn't pay for a date. Not, not literally pay, but, like, literally, like, oh, well, if you're not taking, I don't want to be around. Like, I don't really have a incentive to be around you. There's got to be incentive. I think it's a balance, like, you gotta be able to put some of your, you know, some of your bread, some of your capital on the line, you gotta be able to invest a little bit, not not crazy, you progress to, you start small, and then maybe after a while you take on this, and expand to that, but not every time do you gotta go even out to eat, or do something, you know? I think that's where a lot of people get this stuff wrong. Like, if someone genuinely enjoys being around you, you don't really, one, have to really question it, for one. And you don't really feel a pressure. I think that's the thing. Like, to me, people feel pressure with this stuff. This stuff's really not that hard. I think it's only hard when you're with someone, or, and I even would, but... When you are trying to do stuff with someone that doesn't really genuinely is into you. It's like the old saying, if they're playing hard to get, it's because they're hard to get. And hard to forget. Um, (laughs) This stuff's really not that hard. And I think that's that's the main message I guess I want to send with that. Is that. Genuineness will always overtake honesty. No, what does that mean, huh? It's like, honesty does not equal genuineness. It's not the same thing. Technically, you could be honest about something. But you're still kind of a douchebag. Or you're still a cunt. Like, you're still an asswipe. Like, technically, honesty can be, yeah, I fucked your sister. 
like, man, what an honest guy. It's like genuine would have been like, hey, like months before it was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be honest. I have genuine intentions for your sister. Um, and having proper intentions that are mean well. Honesty is just like after you do some fuck shit, you just ask for forgiveness. Like, hey, I did do this. It's like, oh, honesty. And I, I think the main thing, the number one trait, if that stuff's important to you, is genuineness. Genuineness doesn't always mean it's warm-hearted, per se. But it does mean that someone is genuine enough to what you care, think about something. That they're, that they respect you enough to at least um, be clear with intentions or to just be an honest version of themselves honesty to me is more of words genuineness is more about actions per se i can be honest with a bunch of shit i say someone can ask me a question and ask my honest opinion on things and i can give it to them and yeah i'm being honest i don't think honesty is really the most important I think in some ways, don't take it literal, but when I say this, but I think honesty is kind of overrated when it comes to actually being the most, a very positive quality trait. So I just want honesty. It's like, you sure you do? I don't think you, I don't think you really want honesty. Cause you know what? I don't have to tell you everything for me to be genuinely a decent, honest person to you. Not everything needs to be said. I don't have to over-explain myself to things. But if I carry myself a certain way, in a genuine way, and I treat you, let's just say in simplest form, like if I treat you well and I treat you a certain way, I am being honest with my genuineness and how I treat someone. That's genuineness. Honesty is just like, hey, you know, I've... It's like, you know, I've never, I've never punched my, I've never punched a girl in the face, you know? Genuineness is more like, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable punching a girl in the face. I honestly don't know, I, I genuinely don't know how I could get to a point where I punch a woman in the face. I know that's an extreme example, but... Honesty doesn't mean I won't punch a woman in the face. The honesty dude is just like, hey, you know, I haven't yet. <laughs> Leave a little hanging. Uh, but no, you know, the, the genuine guy. He's not going to punch a woman in the face. <laughs> wow, this took a turn. Um, <laughs> by the way, I've never punched a woman in the face. That's being honest. <laughs> I'm so fucked up. Um, I can only joke about this shit because I'm at no threat to punch a woman in the face. Because it's not, I believe stuff like that is kind of in you or it's not. Like, I don't think people understand the process it takes to 
as a guy for you to actually go there. I understand that you could know better and still do what you know is not better. But, like, I, I think if, especially if you're just raised a certain way, just the thought process it would take for a guy to punch a woman in the face, regardless of your anger, regardless of your feeling about something, like, you really just have to, you really have just kind of given up on something about yourself. That one, you would be willing to throw your whole life away. Or a woman. And don't take that the wrong way. But I think it's healthy advice to just be like, hey, never throw your whole life away for anyone, guy or girl. But I'm just speaking from a guy's perspective. Like, to let a woman dictate how you live, how you operate, what you think. And have no ability to think for yourself and actually live a life that... Chances are, if you're, if you're living a decent life, the thing that attracted them to you was the life you were living. And I think that's the thing that people, the thing that attracted you to someone, you start adjusting to what you think someone wants, and that's why they typically become unattracted to you. One, because you're thinking too much about being attractive, ironically. When it's like, if you just kind of keep being yourself and being the thing if you were genuine when you started out, then you don't really have to change anything. The problem is, is people play this impressionable game too much. And it puts a lot of stress on them. Then over time, like when someone loses that feeling for them and they're like, well, I did everything. It's like you did everything right when you thought that's what they wanted from you. Quote, unquote. It's like. There's not, and the thing is, I think, I think the unattractiveness comes when, I think when someone starts to become unattractive is when they start feeling like what you're doing isn't really genuine towards their actual affection or love. And this kind of goes both ways, to be honest. I think that's why if you're going to, if you're going to be nice, you're just nice because that's just who you are. A lot of, I think honestly, a lot of dudes, and I was even talking to the person about this, in their in their experience, like a lot of a lot of dudes feel this entitlement that being nice and paying for a dinner entitles them to stuff. So it comes off as you're literally only doing this to get something in return. Now, and then people like to use the return on investment, like, well, if you put some into something, you should expect something back. Is like. Yeah, when you're talking about assets and financial shit or your time into something, sure. You need to have a you need to have a litmus test like, hey, it's been nine dates. Not even not even a touch on the thigh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, at that point, she may not be that into you. He may not be that into you. That may be true. But maybe it's because just because you pay for shit or do something, that doesn't make someone instantly attract to you. You know, you had no build-up skills. You know, yeah, no, you had no foreplay, literally and figuratively. Um, 
it, it just kind of, I guess it's just kind of annoying to hear people bitch all the time. Like the most unattractive trait to me is just people that bitch and complain. It's really that simple. It's like, well, you're not in their shoes. So you know what? You, you have no right to say what's wrong for someone to bitch and complain about. It's like, actually I do. If they're around my age or even relatively my age. And if they're guys specifically, absolutely. If you're a guy, we live essentially in the same world. Especially, you know, if it's like a white dude. Like, if it's like a white cis male. We have similar characteristics and shit. Especially then. I have no problem being like, yeah, no, you're you're, you're acting like a bitch. Like, I don't care to fucking hear it. Do better for yourself. You know, it's like when people use quote-unquote depression and stuff as an excuse to not do better for yourself in some ways. I get it, like, I get depression and stuff, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but at a certain point, the reality is, dude, the world's not going to wait for you to get over your sad, pathetic feelings of yourself. The world's not going to wait for you to get over shit. That's just the truth about anything. And that's universal for anyone. But especially, honestly, especially as a guy, like, even more so. Because there's no real backup plan. If you don't figure it out, you can't just marry. Chances are, the odds aren't in your favor to just marry someone with money. And, eh, you know. That's just not really how that dynamic works. So, uh, I think when people want to get into the insensitivity with depression, right? Jesus, uh, getting a little too serious here. When it comes to depression, anxiety, like, they're real things. And I don't want to make someone feel bad for feeling that because it's normal. I think everyone has gone through bouts of different forms, less severe, more severe depression, anxiety, and stuff like that. Like, things happen in life that make you sad. And that's different than just feeling sad for yourself because things aren't ideal or something happened specifically or, you know, whatever. But when it's just like, I feel lonely, I feel it's like no one wants me, everyone else is the problem type of shit. It's like, well, there's one constant variable, you, you probably have made choices and done things. That puts you in a position to be lonely. That's the thing no one wants to hear. That's, but that's the truth. And there's this constant bitching from dudes. Right? It's easy to blame and point the finger. But how are you going to sit here and say you're in control of your life. But then you let other people control how you feel. That's just wild to me. And these are the same dudes that just repeat terms like, I'm an alpha, I'm this. It's like, obviously you're not. Because you were trying so fucking hard to be perceived a certain way instead of actually just being a fucking way. If you want to be something, you got to do things to actually acquire those traits or at least look like you acquire some fucking traits. Like, I'm not a fake until you make a guy, but at least look like you can fake it. You know?
guy, you know, honestly, guys don't even want to, people don't even want to put the effort in to not, to even appear to look not lazy. People don't even want to put the effort in to appear something they're not. That's how lazy we are. At least, at least, I, at least I can respect someone that appears to look like they got some shit going on even when they have nothing. But people just want to have like have nothing going for themselves or have no desire for something. No uh ambition. I hate that I don't really like that word ambition. But even have like a hunger for something and it'd be like why doesn't anyone want to be around me? It's like cuz you're not hungry. People like to eat. <laughs> I like to eat. Go to checkers. What you doing? Um going to Beaufort, Georgia, the big Beaufort. Okay. By the way, when I was at the gym, there was a Checkers commercial. And, of course, they have become like every other fast food place. They have a two-for-six, some type of fucking double-stack cheeseburger option. Every fucking fast food place has a two-for-six mix-and-match, mix-a-fish sandwich, mixed with a burger, chicken sandwich, some hush puppies, whatever the fuck these places are doing now. But, yeah. Just uh, say that. They're all the fucking same. Anyways. Um, but yeah. Typically when I don't have an idea what I'm going to talk about before the pod. It typically gets a little too serious. But I think it's because. I've never been one to. I've, I think one of the things I'm proud of myself is. I've never blamed. Other people. For my inadequacies at the time. Or for my failures. Or from my lack of success with something. Like, I just had to fail and learn from it. Trial and... Uh, I don't like to use people's trial and error, but... You learn from your shit. And you take accountability for your part. Understand... Situations where... There's things that had nothing to do with you. And you move on from that. This whole overreaction of... I'm like, you know, oh, no one wants me because they want a guy like this. They want a girl like this. It's like, yeah, you know what? And find someone, find someone, find a group of people that echo your chamber and you can all bitch about whatever the fuck and maybe you can live happily ever after. I realize it's not always about you. Maybe you're seeking the type of people that you wouldn't want anyways. You should look at it as a good thing. That someone says, I just want you. I, I don't I don't want you. Because at least you know. You're not deceived. I'm just so tired. Like, I've been watching. Um, I'll be honest. I've been watching a little bit of this guy named Casey Zander on YouTube. And I don't really like watching, like, like men improvement stuff like I'm not really that type of person like I'm pretty improved guy I I I improved through life experience and reading my own stuff and just my own things like I don't like taking other people's I I listen to things but I take it more as like an assessment of what's going on because I don't really feel like I operate the same way as a lot of people or a lot of dudes like in terms of I I I think for myself and I kind of just operate my own being 
And but there's value in stuff that you can take. Like you get a gauge of what's actually happening now here. Since I've only recently started being out here again, it's it's like oh, I felt like Eddie Murphy coming to America. I was like, what's this? Um, <laughs> it's like it's like I was in a coma for like nine years and just came back to society a different man, like Captain America. Well, his is more like 190 years. He went from the Civil War to current day. Or actually, it was the other way, because he actually appeared civil. I don't know. You get it. Um, I basically hid until I was ready. Until I was ready to come out of the shell. Um, <laughs> oh, Michelle. <laughs> but um, I, I came across a video on this guy's channel. And he's talking. He basically talking about the number one thing that... Woman hate, despise in a man, and I typically don't like watching videos, but I found it. I was like, you know what? It's like I feel like I know the answer because honestly, I feel like it's the same thing that people just despise in each other. And he's it was exactly right. Men who are whiny, bitchy, and complaining. Like, look, I bitch and complain on this show, but it's different. I mean, like, I bitch and complain about old people, slow driving, old people with handicap, like, parking in front of stores, or like, you know, short tables at Starbucks. Do you really think I'm like sitting there, can't sleep at night over this shit? You really think I'm like crying? In my- no. It's like, I'm all like, you know, actually, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just more for shits and giggles, but yeah, like, it does, like, it's one of those temporary, like, things, like, what the fuck, ah, it drives you crazy, but it's not that serious, but, I mean, have you ever been around someone who just whines and complains about just even, like, things in society that are unideal, and, like, they actually take it, like, to close heart, right, and there's certain things to really complain about, right, but they just bitch about their own lives. It's like, just be happy with your life. Even if it's not great. Like, what sense does it make to be unhappy about shit? That's the part I don't get. Like, I, I'm a believer that happiness... I know this is corny. I believe that happiness is really more times than not a choice. Happiness is the definition of a choice. There are things that can make you unhappy, yes. But you have to make active efforts to either get back to a happiness point or to actually earn happiness. Happiness is really like I look at happiness as like a as like a uh it's it's like a it's like a goal per se. Like you have to actually work to be happy. You have to earn it. Like, you have to actually do things to obtain it. You have to do shit for it. And when people just act like you're... It's the definition of entitlement. When you... Happiness is the... A lot of people believe happiness is should be their constant entitlement state. It's like, no, people that typically feel indifferent about a lot of things. Like, they just feel indifferent about their life. It's because they probably don't really do much to even warrant to feel 
great or bad. People that feel really bad and down themselves because they probably accept a lot of unhappy things in life and don't really make a choice to make a difference. And you know what? Sometimes you can do all the right things and you can still not be as happy as you think you should be. But I think the thing about humans that makes us kind of like this beautiful creature. I'm starting to sound like one of those people. But I think I think the thing about us humans that kind of make us... The, we, can, we can lie to everyone. It's easy for us to lie to everyone else. But you can't lie to yourself. I mean, some people can. It's a term. It's called like, you know, psychopath. Um, (laughs) Where you could literally convince yourself that you are living a life that you're really not. But I think deep down, you can't really lie to yourself over a period of time. Because it always... Like, if you avoid... If you, let's just say something like this, right? You could lie to yourself and say money doesn't matter to you. Okay. Let's go down that road. And by the way, I'm one of those people. I don't believe the money is the be all end all for me. I can have very little money and I can still do everything that I enjoy today. And I can be still pretty happy. Would I be happy without a car? Not really. I wouldn't be as happy because it'd be harder to go to the gym. It'd be harder to just feel just easier to do shit. But if you don't think I could go work out outside, you don't think I could go to my apartment gym, you don't think I could record this podcast still, you don't think I could just still do my writing and do whatever shit, like, you're crazy. I can still do just about anything I enjoy currently in the day. But it would be harder to do more things. It would, it would cap my potential of what I could potentially achieve in certain areas. Realistically. Um, but if you're one of those people that say money doesn't matter to you. Okay. But then, you know, some shit happens. Unexpected bills. Hospital bill. This and that. And then you're down to 80 bucks in your account. But then your whole mood changes as a person. You start being on, un- you're more unhappy. You start purposely, you know, drinking and eating yourself to death. And you just, you just have like a weird, you're like your whole attitude, your sensibility changes about you. Then obviously it does matter to you because not having it literally changes how you operate. And it's okay to be like, yeah, no, I don't like I, I don't operate that well when I don't feel comfortable. That's normal. Some people are like that. But don't lie to yourself about it. Make sure you have what you need to do to feel comfortable so you can operate the way you need to operate. So you, you can lie to everyone else, but you can't really lie to yourself over a long period of time. That's just kind of the way I look at it. Like, I, I wouldn't say I've lied to people, like, stuff like that, but... I've I've definitely lied about giving off an impression when I'm more than okay when I'm really not at different points in my life. Like and I think it's just very important to to be genuine with yourself. Don't be honest. Be genuine with yourself. 
Because being honest, telling yourself you ain't shit. It's like, well, all right. Thanks. Didn't really do anything. When you're honest with someone and you're just honest to really make yourself feel better. When you're honest with another person, it does nothing for them. You're just being honest for your own selfish benefit. But you're not really genuine in the reason why you feel it's good to be honest to them. But being genuine with yourself actually makes you be kind of a little bit more, you know, uh, more empathetic with yourself on understanding, but also realize like, look, man, like you got to You got to do something about this. This is going to catch up to you. It's being genuine with yourself. And um, that's why genuineness to me is more important than honesty. And I'm going to end the episode there because I don't really know how much more I can take of myself right now. Ah, Jesus. Two pods in a row under an hour. Your boy's shortchanging himself. Uh, I'm cheating myself. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I forgot to say this at the beginning. Don't forget to like, follow the pod, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most importantly, as I said, suck some titties. And yeah, just be genuine. It's not that hard. Be genuine and you will get the type of reaction. You will get the type of people, the type of things you want in your life in return. And I think that's it's really like a life cheat code. Maybe you go months where you don't feel like you're getting, you're being warmly received. But at least, but then when you do, when you do get people or things in your life to return the favor, by not expecting your favor, I think typically it works out better for you. All right, guys. Have a great day and uh, stay safe out there whenever this is posted.